0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a, another episode of the Take 3 Podcast. We're back here Wednesday afternoon, coming off of Week 17. little delay. Obviously, we usually drop Tuesday. <clears throat> Had a little postponement. Just coming out with a quick recap of Week 17 now. On Wednesday, obviously, we saw a lot go down. We saw the uh, the Bengals suddenly uh, dominate the uh, Chiefs' defense. They came out and did whatever they really wanted. We didn't see anybody really score on the Chiefs' defense in this uh, streak where the Chiefs turned it around from three and four to 11 and four. Um, Big win for the Bengals. Obviously, they clinched the AFC North. That's huge going forward for that uh, franchise. And obviously, just Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Zach Taylor, that whole crew to get into the playoffs this year was a huge considering how they started and then kind of dropped off. But to hold it together – and uh, especially get this win at home, it was definitely, I would say, a statement win if I've ever uh, seen one out of this young group. Um, other games on there, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, they kind of shocked the hell out of me. Uh, we both kind of sold uh, all our Cardinals stock last week. And then the Dallas Cowboys, it's typical Dallas Cowboys fashion. You know what I mean? You get the, the home game. Um, They get down, Dak Prescott starts putting some points up, and they end up still losing 25 to uh, 22. That's just typical Dallas Cowboys, to be honest. Uh, Justin Herbert puts it back together. The uh, Chargers look good. They beat up on the uh, Denver Broncos. We saw Aaron Rodgers at home do his thing. They secure the one seed in the NFC. Um, They look like, honestly, the Super Bowl favorite if I had to pick one now. right now after watching this weekend's uh, action. But, I mean, before we really get into stuff it's gonna be i i'd say an episode on the uh, shorter side since it's on a, a wednesday i mean how are you feeling obviously our spread picks completely tanked this week mm-hmm. we're probably done but um yeah i mean i guess the bright side for both of us is the eagles clinched a playoff spot surprising to both of us obviously uh, in our nfc's preview i think we had a win in like four <laughs> or five games Uh, Shout out Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, and those guys really getting everything. And the defense as well has been pretty good. But, um, yeah, how are you feeling coming off of Week
1: 17? Obviously, we're a couple days past now. Yeah, uh, as an Eagles fan, I feel really good, right? Clinch the playoff spot, young core, three first-round draft picks. Like, on paper, the future is bright. Jalen Hurts keeps getting better. I'm not completely sold on him, but I'm very happy with the Eagles season. And then I think it might have been my worst spread pick of the entire year. It came right at the end, right when I was close with John. But there's one more week. It's not hypothetically over, but it doesn't look great. I was going to say, we would literally – I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm out. I don't think there's
0: mathematically enough games. But, yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a perfect week next week, you're going to go 15-0 on week 18 with guys sitting out COVID yeah. ravaging the league. I mean, if you were going to do that and he was somehow going to get like two and 12. um, Yeah. I mean, all the, uh all the power to you, that would be pretty insane, but I mean, let's just, I guess, start it off right in uh, Cincinnati. Obviously the Bengals win 34, 31. Uh The Jamar chase game is I've been calling it for like the past 10 minutes because uh, he just did his thing, like him and uh, Joe Burrow as well. Joe Burrow, 30-39, 446, four touchdowns. I mean, we saw what he did against the Ravens with the 500 yards, and he just comes out against the Chiefs, who were the perennial AFC favorite as they've surged the past uh, two months. And to put on a performance like that, and then Jamar Chase, 11 catches, 266, and three touchdowns, it looked like, honestly, it felt like both those guys were back at LSU. It felt like an LSU stat line. Um, it was a feast, do whatever you want type of game. And yeah, I don't know the Chiefs' defense. They finally they finally showed some kinks. The offense was good early. They were up, I want to say, 27 to 14 at one point, at least 21 to seven. Um, and I was like, okay, the Chiefs. Like this is the Chiefs. They're just gonna roll it. Mahomes didn't turn the ball over. <clears throat> um, they just kind of they couldn't get anything going in the second half. And then uh, obviously Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase just had their, uh, had their field day. Get the win. Big win for the Bengals. I mean, if you're a Bengals fan, you got to be excited going into the playoffs. Uh, Coming off of this one, obviously, most of the guys I already know, Joe Mixon is out with COVID and Joe Burrow is sitting with a rest in week 18. So you're going to have it's going to be a pretty juiced up uh, crowd in Cincinnati. I believe they will have a home playoff game in uh, Cincy. But I mean, what do you make of this game? It's I would say it was a stunner since the way the game started for me when I watched it and the way it uh, unfolded at the beginning. I thought easy Chiefs W like the Bengals aren't going to be able to come back. And then uh, they showed some resiliency. They kind of, yeah, they kind of
1: Jekyll and Hyde of mid-game instead of uh, week-to-week this way. Yeah, I was incredibly impressed with the Bengals. <laughs> the Chiefs came out there focused, trying to get the one seed. They hung 28 points in the first half, and then only got three in the second half. I thought it was just an incredible, like, resilient performance from the Bengals. It was definitely – the jamar chase show uh 11 catches 266 yards incredible incredible performance that first touchdown catch he simply cut inside and outran everybody on the chief's defense he's just clearly like a step faster than everybody it's so impressive to watch um and i really had the chiefs going in i thought they were going to you know show that they have the stranglehold on the afc get the one seat i thought they were going to cover the spread i thought the chiefs were going to look really good and they had a good first half but I'm just – I'm incredibly impressed with the Bengals. Um, as long as they can get healthy this next week, right, they are missing quite a few players, COVID and some beat up. I'm sure they'll be fine. But, yeah, they'll get, they'll get a home playoff team game. It'll be rocking. I'm very impressed with Cincinnati. Um, I don't know if I would put them as, like, the favorite in the AFC or one of the top two. It's, it's hard for me to buy any of these AFC teams. Like, it feels very wide open to me, but I'm very impressed with Cincinnati. Yeah, for sure.
0: Cincinnati's, honestly, I don't know. They're weird. They're kind of leaning into that uh, like Colts territory where I was big in and kind of like yeah. Colts are the dark horse, Colts are the dark horse. But it's like the Bengals could be it. those dudes like they don't give a shit. Like Joe Burrow, we've seen he'll just sling whatever. Jamar Chase, the stud. Uh, I kind of like them. They have Joe Mixon as well. Um, So they do have the running back. I kind of just they might be sneaking into that uh, team as well. But yeah, I mean, they'll be a fun team to watch a wild card weekend for sure it was an impressive uh impressive way to come back against the uh obviously the team everybody that was saying is the uh, top in the afc maybe even the s uh, they were the super bowl betting favorite um in vegas i mean it's a huge win for them big momentum uh, boost for that uh young team as obviously they're uh they're weird um keeping it moving <clears throat> unless you had any other thoughts um We had Arizona who kind of they picked their shit back up. They were on a three game skid rolling into Dallas. That's another team we were both like, yeah, I can't do the Arizona Cardinals. Like I was done with Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Yep. Out on Kyler, out on uh, Kingsbury. Cowboys will get it done. And then the Cowboys score seven points to three quarters and they just look like absolute shit. And the the Cardinals, yeah, I mean, the Cardinals looked like shit in the fourth quarter. Let Dallas kind of – Dak Prescott's notorious for doing it. When they're out of the game, dude, he'll start slinging and putting up numbers like you've never seen, like like a casino slot machine. It'll just start going off. But, uh, obviously, they come up short 25-22. Uh, they are uh, obviously eliminated with the Packers um, win. They're eliminated from contention of the one seed as the Packers secured that. I mean, what do you make of this? These are two teams that are kind of like we could see this matchup again, wild card weekend, which is super uh, interesting. They're both 11 and 5 now. It's just funny when we start counting out some of these teams. We start counting out the Cardinals. They get a win. And then we start, like, boosting up Dallas a little bit, and then they do this. I mean, what do you make of uh, this game? And it'd definitely be super uh, funny if we see this matchup again, Wild Card Weekend, to see how that uh, kind of unfolds, if the Cowboys would come out with a little bit more. You'd hope they come out with a little bit more juice through the first three quarters uh, instead of trying to save it off for the finish line. But uh, what do you make of this one in Dallas?
1: Yeah, definitely. This is another situation just like that Chiefs-Bengals ones where I thought the Chiefs could create some separation. I thought Dallas could create some separation in the conversation. And then here comes Arizona bouncing right back, Road Warriors. Kyler doesn't know how to lose in uh, Jerry World, the AT&T Stadium. I think he's 9-0 and from high school to pros. It's pretty impressive, honestly. Uh, but yeah, Arizona looked good on the road. That's the team we've been waiting for for the past month, right? That's the team we expected to take care of business against the Rams Monday Night Football you know, secure the one seat in the division, have a stranglehold on the NFC, and then they've been bad the past month. We've been waiting a full month for this. And it shows that, like, this Arizona team can win any game when Kyler comes out there and plays that well. He controlled the game, like, start to finish. That team played really well on Sunday and that's the Arizona team that we came accustomed to the first half of the season. But then it just gives me the question, like, am I going to get that Arizona team in the wildcard round or am I getting the Arizona team that we've seen the last month? And that's kind of how I feel with most of these NFC teams right now. There's, At different times and throughout the season, whether it's Dallas, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Bucks, they've looked bad at times, and then they've looked really good for certain stretches. So I'm just (laughs) – I'm impressed with Arizona that they went on the road and they bounced back like that. But in terms of the NFC picture, it just feels very clouded, except for Green Bay. It feels like it's Green Bay's to lose, and then everyone else just keeps beating up on each other. And I don't know if I'm going to see – the ver- the really good versions of these teams are the versions where they kind of make mistakes and beat themselves. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think it's a good one for the Cardinals. I'm on the same boat. I'm not really jumping back onto the uh, Cardinals wagon. I just think they met up with the perfect opponent that'll do it. That is the same type of team that uh, they are that'll look great. And then bang, it's like, oh, shit, like here they are. Uh, this is what the Cowboys are. Um, when they're not going ape shit, forcing turnovers, and uh, going crazy. And, yeah, I mean, it's a good win for the Cardinals. It'll be interesting to see if they run it back in a, a couple of weeks. But I don't know. You're pretty smart on with the NFC picture. There's, like, Green Bay, and then it's a bunch of weird teams. Um, even the Buccaneers, now that they're kind of depleted weapons-wise, they're another one of those uh, – weird teams which we might as well just get into it real quick uh what do you make of antonio brown running off of the field uh mid-game pretty funny i thought it was hilarious i mean it's just something that nobody i've never seen in my life um the story kind of unfolds more whereas he had something with his ankle he didn't want to play and then uh, bruce Arians just said get out and yeah i mean he got out he made his grand exit right a man, <laughs> a man when you tell a man to get out he uh he knows how to make that uh exit but yeah i mean now i started to worry um i mean obviously the bucks they still have a uh, gronk and they still have mike evans but i mean it's getting uh it's getting thin out there i mean do you think they'll call up julian edelman and say you want to come catch some passes <laughs> for the next month like they're, they're getting super thin out there but obviously the antonio brown thing is uh, that was hilarious obviously they win 28 24 so screw the bucks they couldn't cover um but yeah i
1: mean what do you make of that and, well, what do you even make of that, right? Like Mike Evans went over there and tried to be like, "Calm down, bro, calm down." And then AB did his AB thing. It's just hard to explain. I don't know. AB has just kind of spiraled a little bit more year after year, and it's. <clears throat> I'm shocked that he did it to Tom Brady and Tom Brady's team because Tom Brady's the dude that got him back in the league, got him on the Bucks, got him a Super Bowl championship last year. He caught a, he caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl, so I'm surprised to. I'm not surprised because it's Antonio Brown. I didn't think he would do it to Tom, but if he does it to Tom, he'll do it to anybody, right? So, like, I don't know. What do you even do with Antonio Brown? He's talented enough that uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see him play football again in the future.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's just, yeah, elite-level uh, CTE, I would say. That's literally all I thought when when that freak out happened. I was
1: like, yep, this is literally – uh, we're watching CT live in action. Like That Vontez Perfect hit back in the day. That's what I think everybody thinks of when he was still a Steeler. Yeah.
0: Um, but, hey, it was good to see that he got to the Brooklyn next game, like, the next night. It was, <laughs> yeah. it, it's good to see that he was courtside and that uh, he's doing okay. But, yeah, I'm spot on with you. Is it, it was weird to see him do it uh, to Tom, since Tom Brady was, like, the guy he brought him into New England. Obviously, it didn't work out and he got cut. Uh, after the off the field stuff there, but he brought him in there and then brought him essentially got him brought into Tampa Bay as well, even though Bruce Arians did not want him. Um, and yeah, he kind of just stood up Tom, and even afterwards, Tom was pretty classy about it, saying that, uh, yeah, that's a yeah, yeah, a guy that we should reach out to and uh, yeah, kind of see how he's doing mentally. I think Tom realizes
1: like he sees he sees the CTE, like it's that, yeah, it's that bad. <laughs> and and I think it's just one of those situations where it's like. He surrounds himself with what he wants to hear, like those kind of people. So it's like hey, you're not ever going to really get better if you don't have if you can't handle people telling you the truth or anything. Facts. Um, keeping it moving. The Indianapolis Colts, they beat uh, they
0: beat New England. They beat Arizona and then they lose to the Raiders. That's what we all saw coming. Right. Twenty three twenty home loss. To the Raiders, um, big win for the Raiders, right? Interim coach, I've said, I think I said last week, I don't even know if I've said it on here, but I've said like he kind of deserved the shot. When he, he deserves a shot. I don't think he'll get a shot to be the head ball coach uh, there past this season. But I mean, when you look at what he's dealt with the Gruden thing, the Rugs thing, and to have that team at nine and seven and vying for a playoff uh, shot, it's pretty remarkable uh, for an interim coach to be able to do that with this group. Uh, Carson Wentz, 16 and 27, a buck 48, a touchdown. Um, Jonathan Taylor got another 100 yards and a touchdown, but, I mean, it's a big big loss. Obviously, I believe the Colts, they can still win and they're in. They face Jacksonville, but it's funny that they haven't won at Jacksonville. I think it's been since 2014. I could be crazy, but I swear I saw that stat somewhere where they haven't won in Jacksonville. Since uh, 2014, that could just be some made up nonsense I saw on Twitter. But, um, yeah, what do you make? This is kind of a game like when they beat Arizona and they beat New England. This isn't a loss that uh, we kind of saw coming, but it's a scrappy Colts team or not Colts team Raiders team, I guess, to go on the road, uh, steal this one and keep their own playoff hopes alive.
1: Yeah, a lot of credit to the Raiders and that coaching staff to go through all those distractions this year and to be sitting at nine and seven right here at this spot is incredibly impressive so kudos to the raiders i hadn't counted them counted them out they're still alive and then on the colts and it was just yeah, it was a bad loss. Uh, they really should have won this game. Uh, Carson Wentz coming off the COVID list this week uh, was felt like he was sluggish and didn't play great. He didn't really practice all week. It showed. Uh, Carson Wentz is not good enough to miss practice and <clears throat> get out of rhythm. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he was good enough one year in 2017. That was fun, but he doesn't have that same kind of magic. So. Hopefully Carson another a full week of practice and another week off will get him back ready. Uh, If they lose to the Jags, they deserve their season to be over. But I expect them to win. I expect them to bounce back and hopefully get a little rhythm next week. Blow them out and they feel good going into the wild card game. Yeah, facts. He should look good
0: against the Jags, but I mean, yeah, I I don't know. I'm kind of they're a hard team to uh, buy going forward as much of a dark horse as they are. I've said time and time again that he will be their downfall. And um, yeah, I mean, it can only be the Jonathan Taylor show so long. Once you get to the playoffs, you're going to see teams not willing to lose to uh, solely Jonathan Taylor, and he's going to have to do something. And yeah, he's going to have to be, uh, he's definitely going to be better going forward. They can still win and control their own destiny. Though. So they didn't completely screw it up like another team uh, that we're going to mention. The Miami Dolphins go on the road. They were, I believe, what were they? They were three point dogs or three point dogs. Yeah, favorite. plus three. All right, a three-point – the yeah, three-point dogs. I mean, obviously still no Derrick Henry. He is practicing now, though, gearing up for the uh, playoffs. But, yeah, Miami, they kind of – they returned to life to uh, 18 to 38, to, uh, 205 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick, uh, no running game. Uh, they just had nothing, 34 to 3. Um, they got their asses beat. Um, Tannehill wasn't really great, efficient, 13 of 18, a buck, 20 and two touchdowns, down to Foreman. Uh, did his thing. I mean, Miami kind of, they fumbled it, but I mean, they were a long shot anyway. It was fun. I mean, when you start on a seven game losing streak, then you get a seven game win streak. Um, Yeah. They just kind of, they kind of ran out of time and they fumbled. uh, This is basically their playoff game, but it also shoots Tennessee now into the one seed since they won. And obviously Kansas city loss becomes um, super interesting. Now that Tennessee looks like uh, they will secure The uh, one seed barring um, them completely screwing up playing Houston in uh, week 18. But, yeah, I mean, what do you make of this? Tennessee Titans are going to be the one seed in the AFC.
1: Yeah, good for them. They earned that. Uh, I don't know. I should be buying into them more because there's no real good reason for me not to. Right. They're getting healthy. Derrick Henry might be back, even if he's not. They've still managed to win football games. The defense and that pass rush is playing really well. I'm not crazy about the secondary, but they're playing good enough. And, like, they're figuring out ways to win. And next man up, when you have A.J. Brown back, the offense all of a sudden looks kind of dynamic through the air again. And Tennessee's really good against teams, against the other good teams. I believe they're 6-2 and against teams above 500. So it's like I have no reason not to be buying into the Titans right now and they have the bye, I just – I don't know. I'm not fully bought into Tennessee. AFC. I have already said it earlier, AFC just feels so wide open. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee wins the AFC. They're more than capable. Obviously, they're the one seed. I just – I don't know if I would pick them as my favorite right now.
0: Facts. Um, yeah, they're tough. I don't know. I, I want to see how Derrick Henry is running. If they have Derrick Henry, it's kind of a wide open uh, AFC in my mind. The AFC is going to be the Wild West. Um, yeah, and in my yeah. eyes, if Derek Henry's back and he's actually like he's not limping around and he's actually like fully uh, able to do what uh, he can do, it's so crazy that I believe he's six in the league in rushing yards and he has a, he has more rushing yards than Zeke and Zeke's played every game this year. Uh, I know that. So and that man, I don't think he's played since Halloween. So um, pretty remarkable. I just want to see where he's at coming back and hopefully he's back for the playoffs because he's back for the playoffs. um, They're legit um, a scary team to go into Tennessee and face. Um, Keeping it moving. What do you make of a one point win? Uh, Rams win by one, 20 to 19 in Baltimore. Uh, Matt Stafford tosses two more, uh, two more interceptions. Uh, they were going against Tyler Huntley. I mean, the Rams are a hard team to uh, buy into. I'm not, uh, I'm about, I've been out on them. I mean, Cooper Cup's remarkable, but I don't know. I just can't trust Matt Stafford. He kind of, he, he, he's a gunslinger and it's kind of, it goes south sometimes, obviously. I mean, if Lamar's there, they probably lose. I would say, but hey, they found a way to get it done. 12 and four, they're on their way week 18 to secure in the division uh, because the Cardinals decided to fumble the bag earlier uh, this month, but um, it's not really impressive to go on the road and win by a one against the Tyler Snoop Huntley.
1: Yeah. See, I was curious to what you were going to (laughs) say about this one. I wanted to ask you about this one because it's a one point win, right? And Stafford two picks doesn't look great. I know there's no Lamar Jackson, but the Ravens, Always find a way to play competitive football games. They're eight and eight. <laughs> it's unfortunate how the end of their season has gone, but they always stay competitive. If it's in Baltimore. Yes, the Rams should have won by more than one point. But like, are you encouraged at all with the late game execution? That would be the silver lining to me because that last uh, possession to go down and score, they had a fourth uh, fourth down conversion to Odell Beckham, and I believe Odell had the winning touchdown as well. But like, are you like? I know it's not the best game to get encouraged if you're the Rams, but I would, I am a fan and I am encouraged by the late game execution at least.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's good to, to find a way to still get the job done on the road. Obviously John Harbaugh, regardless of who's playing quarterback, always has that team uh, ready to go. So yeah, I give him credit for that, but it's just hard for me to buy into them going forward and going into the playoffs. I mean, Matt Stafford has two plus giveaways for a fifth time this year. Uh, That's his most since 2018. He's just, he's just given the ball to the other team. And then he's turned 15 interceptions this year, which is most since 2013. So it's just weird to see him that yeah, it was holding him back and he gets in a more, what we would call offensive or quarterback friendly scheme. And I don't know, I've quoted, I've caught him the bougie Jared Goff uh, and <laughs> in another group chat before he just seems like, I don't know, it's going to be weird for Sean McVay, right? If you've made a super bowl with, uh, <clears throat> with Jared Goff and now you got, Matt Stafford is supposed to elevate your team that much further, and uh, he's just gifting six points away every week. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'll give them credit that they found a way to still get the job done uh, late on the road against a, a gutsy team. So that was gutsy at the end. But I don't know. They're a weird team. But, I mean, Cooper Cup, I like Cooper Cup. That guy's a baller.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's hard to buy them as real contenders, but I feel like they'll, you know, maybe win a game.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're still a dangerous team, but it's just like, what Matt Stafford am I going to – what Matt Stafford am I going to get? So, I mean, I don't just – I don't think anybody knows. Like, I couldn't tell you right now what Matt Stafford I'm going to get in two weeks. I don't even know. He still has to win a division this (laughs) Sunday. So, it's
1: like – And that exact sentiment is how I feel about all the NFC teams with the exception of Green Bay.
0: Exactly. Exception of Philadelphia. I don't know why we're talking about (laughs) Green Bay. Nah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, just two more that I have. Obviously, I'm gonna chime in on the Eagles' rough start to the season, but I mean, they clinch a playoff spot under Nick Sirianni. They're now nine and seven. They can improve to ten and seven if they beat Dallas Saturday night. Um, any quick thoughts on that? I'm super. Um, happy not a great game from it was not a great game overall but I mean the team found a way to get it together in the second half and uh, get a W obviously Washington's not very good Tyler Heineke Taylor Heineke is not very good um, they're kind of beat up um, but I mean just a gutsy start by the uh, by the entire Eagles team good uh, first year out of Sirianni to get a playoff spot and really get the ship back together after five weeks people were calling for his head um, I wasn't very happy with him the 70-30 pass to run ratio wasn't very good but he adjusted well. And um, hey, we're
1: going to get a playoff game in this first year, which I don't think anybody expected. Exactly. And so if I zoom out and look at the full season, it's nothing but positives. Right. Uh, And also, like if he kind of figured out the team and made adjustments, like you said, if we kind of knew that, like, we should be a very run heavy team the first half of the season, I think we could have one to two more wins on the year as well. So I'm impressed with the performance As a whole for the year. Uh, I thought that they've looked really sloppy in the first halves against Washington and New York. They turned it on in the second halves of both games, found ways to get it done. So that's impressive. But they've still yet to put it together for a full 60 minutes. And, you know, they're young coaching staff and the key players. So I'm not upset about it. It's I'm actually very encouraged with where the team's at.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting to see them get better mid game. When you see a lot of teams come out off the script, especially teams like the Chiefs, like a lot of a lot of teams come out those first fifteen plays on offense off the script, and they're just dialed in and everything's rocking. And then you get to the mid game, and then they hit that rut. And it seems like the Eagles they're like the opposite. The script they're garbage. The the start, the first quarter, the first half, hell, they're terrible. And then it gets to that midway through the game, towards the end of the game, and they find a way to get it back together. So I mean, it's promising. Um, it's almost like you could say that the uh, the the Eagles, although people weren't very happy with the Sirianni hire, they they might have won the coaching uh, carousel this offseason. It wasn't the flashiest hire, but I mean, he's got a playoff appearance in his first year when everybody kind of was they were looking on. Hey, he's just a gap coach. He won't be here more than three years. Um,
1: I mean, yeah, big props I, to him. I don't I don't think people were excited when Doug Peterson was hired either. And yeah, it was a short tenure, but great tenure considering there was a championship.
0: That's what I'm saying. Jeffrey Lurie knows his uh, his coaches when you kind of look at it. He hasn't really brought in um, a bad guy. When you look at the success with Andy Reid, then you look at Chip Kelly right off the bat, makes the playoffs. Then you look at Doug Peterson, uh, Super Bowl in year two. And now you look at Nick Sirianni playoffs in uh, year one. Uh, it seems that uh, he knows a thing or two about getting his uh, coach, even though the uh, the public doesn't really trust that pick. Um, Last one to kind of really – wrap up last talking point, probably a short one. Um, Steelers secure at least a 500 season under Mike Tomlin. Is he the king of 500 and or one game? Like just not having a losing season. I think it's 15 years where he's at least been 500 or better uh, with the Steelers. That's pretty remarkable. I mean, we've said it last week, like Steelers fans praying for him to get fired. Um, there, I don't think there's a better coach um, out there. You get him a quarterback. And I think that team could have easily squeaked out a couple more wins if they didn't that big gun out there. Um, kudos to him for getting at the uh, W uh, in his last game, probably his last game in uh, Pittsburgh. I was, uh, although I'm not a huge big gun fan, it was super. It was a uh, it was a good moment to see him get the win. Um, the Browns are just awful. Baker Mayfield awful. I don't care if he has a bad shoulder, good shoulder, uh, good feet, hands. Um, he's just bad. Like that's that's the only way. Um, I mean, we said like three months ago, like, dude, if the shoulder is not good, just shut it down. Right. Get ready for get ready for next year. I mean, you continued to trot out there. Um, so, when you continue to try it out there, I can't really make excuses. Skip Bayless will make excuses for the guy. They told me that he still says it's Odell's fault. He says now the team shut down when Odell left, but I thought it was Odell's fault the whole time. The team was supposed to play better when Odell left. Um, yeah, it might be number six's fault. But I mean, what do you make of Mike Tomlin squeaking out another 500 or better season and uh, just the Browns mess <laughs> overall?
1: Yeah, anyone blaming Odell is foolish that's incredibly wrong and kudos to Mike Tomlin great coach 15 years uh other organizations and franchises would kill for that success including the team he beat the Browns Jacksonville Houston so I'm a big Mike Tomlin guy I don't think you're gonna find a better coach if you were to get rid of him so and and also feel the Steelers are quarterback away still they have a good enough roster on paper at least they have key pieces so it was fun to see uh Shout out to Big Ben, the Super Bowl wins. I'm ready for him to be gone, though. He probably should retire a little bit earlier than this year, but good for him for getting the last win at Heinz Field.
0: For sure. Yeah, I'd say they're a QB with a pulse uh, away. We'll kind of get into that in the offseason after the Super Bowl. They're kind of options where they could look at for uh, quarterbacks, which will be super interesting. Um, heading into the offseason. But, yeah, I mean, good gutsy win, and I'm, yeah, I'm right with you. Mike Tomlin, he just finds a way to uh, get it done. So, find a QB. Pittsburgh, obviously, you can't roll with Mason Rudolph. He's just bad. And, uh, yeah, the Browns, embarrassing. Stacked roster, really, uh, really, really stacked roster and to uh, only win seven games. You're probably only going to win seven games. Um, actually, they could probably win this week, to be honest. No Joe Burrow for the Bengals. Hank hey, price we got an eighth win, but um, still lackluster season, missed the playoffs. Um, it's not good. I didn't really factor that into the spread pick either. I feel like I'm a moron afterwards. If I would have factored that in that they were going to be eliminated and it was the be yeah. Big Ben's last home game, like, I didn't really factor that in at all. I was like, duh, Browns, like, yep. And then, bang, look at that moron. Perfect time to uh, move over to the uh, spread picks. For this week, pretty shitty. Um, yeah, I don't really have words. Five, nine, and one. Um, I got some work to do next week. I got to get at least six games over to uh, secure a f- over five hundred seasons. So I can Mike Tomlin the spread picks. Um, yeah, I mean four and ten. We kind of yeah, we literally mailed it into uh, John. Uh, any of these picks uh, let you down. Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say about this week. I was wrong all the way around. It was – my, I think it was the worst week I had all year. Um, John's got a six-game lead on me going into one week. It's not the craziest thing, but I sincerely doubt I can pass him. But I'm going to go for it. We'll see. That's – yeah,
0: for sure. I am completely – yeah, completely out of it. Um, I'll just say I don't count the Vikings game against myself because I pick them and Kirk Cousins gets COVID 10 minutes after it is, uh, secured. So yeah, that's not a, uh, not a good deal. That's when I knew the week was going to be pretty shitty on the, uh, on the picks, but I mean, that's really it for uh, week 17, obviously a little bit late. So it's just kind of a quicker uh, recap. Um, as always um, the uh, audio only link will be posted in the description. It'll go up um, at the same time that this video does. And yeah, we'll be back at it to kind of talk over the playoff scenarios headed into week 18. Some of the uh, interesting scenarios with uh, teams that are still trying to clinch playoffers can be eliminated. There's super interesting one or a funny one in the AFC that I'll mention uh, tomorrow, but, uh, yeah, until then we'll see you uh, tomorrow.